Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the right now, this video, right now, this channel. This is going to be the week 10 top stacks video. Now, these top stack videos, they're nice, they're a good time, they're a lot of fun. We walk through the optimizer, how to set up the stacks, what looks like the best stacks early on. Now, news changes throughout the week, of course, to change that. Injuries making the stacks more or less appealing, right? Uh, totals changing because of that. But what you want to do is get exposure to these. We're looking at basically the top five stacks, a couple honorable mentions. And last week, yeah, the Bills shit the bed. They couldn't beat cover two. And really, they were beating it for most of the time. But the thing with cover two is don't make mistakes. Keep taking the easy passes. And it was working to an extent. And then what happens? Josh Allen makes mistakes. They get sacked. Now it's third and long. And it's hard to beat third and long in a cover two consistently when you haven't seen it that much in your career like Josh Allen. This is exactly what's happening to the Kansas City Chiefs. Right? There's a whole big narrative on this going on right now. So that didn't work. Patrick Mahomes in that offense continues to stink because the Packers defense was able to tackle and space like almost every single guy at that point right overthrows Tyree kill deep twice so that doesn't look great but then you start to look at it you get exposure to these snacks the Chargers and Lamar right those were basically the and Cowboys have a terrible week it was a wonky week but we still had two of our top five stacks and that's enough to hopefully not lose all your dollar ruskies and hopefully you land it on some nice spots brutal week nine overall though holy shit that was terrible now we head into week 10 with five more top stacks a couple of honorable mentions for you so let's slide into it right now here you go there's a subscribe button there you go we shoved that your way take that beautiful people take that there's your smacks there's your smacks take that now take this information open up your brain right open it up from the back don't scalp yourself just open it up and throw this intel in there here we go let's do it so let's start with um in really no ranking order these are just five stacks that i like we kind of get through the exact order and the percentages that i have on the sunday closing dots patreon exclusive podcast if you're interested down below a lot of other tools including the optimizer we'll show today so uh, we can start with the seattle seahawks who are going to get russell wilson back and as of right now this game total is looking like a 50 implied game total the seahawks are actually slight underdogs with a 24 team implied total two-point underdogs and that is likely going to infer that aaron Rodgers is back since the packers depending on where you look a 26 or a 27 team implied total so that looks good historical trends show that if you are a slight underdog with a nice team total like seattle 24 team total slight underdog that that's good it's going to propel more passing it's going to propel that more passing it looks even better if you have a solid quarterback and we think russell wilson is even off the injury it's not a lower body injury uh he didn't get healed with his concussion water right it's a finger injury and we expect it is on the throwing end but we expect him to be good so now i start to look at this and i say okay this looks like a good game environment yes they play at a slower pace and that was a concern but that was a while ago that was when they had chris carson running the ball effectively right are they going to still play at that slow pace when they're running back there with whoever else is left in this backfield at this point, whether they're running out Alex Collins, DJ Dallas, right? At this point, I don't know if they're going to play at the same slow pace, especially if they're indeed underdogs. Can they even have the ability to? Now, these are two very slow-paced teams on paper, the Packers and Seattle. So we'll see. This can actually blow up in our faces. And that's why I'm not really liking a full-on game stack for us here. I'm mainly leaning, leaning to single stacks. And just in general with stacks, yeah, like if you're going to be having not as good of a game environment, single stacks. If it's very small field contests, we can lean to single stacks or not running them back. Uh, if you're going to be getting a mobile quarterback, a Lamar Jackson, you can lean to single stacks because he can rush for 120 yards like last week and not get involved some other players on his team. So that's some general rules. I'm not looking to play running backs in most of my stacks unless it's a very specific one. So this one with Russ, I'm not looking to play running backs unless it's a run back of Aaron Jones. But I'm not stacking for correlation to running backs on his team. There's not much correlation, if any, there, right? So that's where I'm at. I'm leaning to single stacks and you get DK Metcalf, you get Tyler Lockett back. And this is the beautiful thing about it. These guys are cheap. 
rarely like beginning of the year dk and lock are both in the 7k plus range rarely do you get these guys in the 6k range and mid to low 6k range and we're getting that and we're getting a russell wilson in the 6k range right so you're getting a very cheap stack here which gives you the money to run back Devonte adams and or and probably an or there aaron jones on the other side so when we start to think about this and we pull up the big energy optimizer again if you want to use this optimizer get it right now down below check it out industry low price you could in russell wilson we're going to key him in and we're going to say what do you want to do here you want to stack him with at most one or at most two that can get you a double stack if you wanted a single stack it you say i want to stack him with exactly one exactly one of these players dk metcalf or russell wilson i do think you could if you were looking to double stack right if you were looking to double stack or dk metcalf and tyler lockett not russell wilson i do firmly believe that if you wanted to double stack you can include gerald everett and punt there but that's about it i'm not putting freddie swain i'm not putting the dwayne eskridge if he's healthy i'm not putting them back there it's gonna be these two guys and then a gerald everett if you're looking to get a full-on game stack here and then you put that group in there and then the opposite thing is what you want to do on the other side anytime you have russell wilson in a lineup here you go through and you say i want to stack it with is it going to be at most two is it going to be at least i definitely want to run these back is it going to be at least one what do you want to do what's your rule or do you just want to run it back with one if you want to run it back with one i think that your obvious options are going to be for upside Devonte adams or aaron jones and maybe soon depending on when you're watching this not this week but maybe in future weeks we can put obj in there fingers crossed for the packers so there you go there's your single stacks with one run back options if you didn't want to run it back you would just say or you wanted to run it back in some lineups but not others you would just say give me at most so if you put at most in there that means it can give you at most one so it can give you one or it can give you zero at most two it can give you zero one or two run back with that player right so i think that makes some sense there if i had to talk about my favorite stack i think it's going to be in this in this game environment it would end up being russell wilson with metcalf run it back with adams now if you wanted to put russell wilson with lockett and that's a big play upside it's a quick strike upside completely fine with that as well if you wanted a double stack because they're all so cheap russell wilson metcalf and lockett you get a cheap darren johnson maybe this week you run it back with adams i think that that's completely fine as well personally i'll probably lean to single stack these lineups so now we get into the second stack that i like this week and it's one that we liked last week and i won a lot of slates last week he got the rushing touchdown late in that game the jalen hurts propelling the game to stay close and the chargers look good the chargers have a 27 and a half team implied total and a 53 game total this game environment looks fantastic because the minnesota vikings on the other side have a 25 team implied total and strong 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 run back options now when we're looking at the options for this team in justin herbert Herbert's more expensive now like he's priced up but it's a similar thing going on here with his pass catchers as what you're seeing in Seattle like Keenan Allen's price point is up there but deservingly so consistent Mike Williams has finally dropped this is not $7,000 plus Mike Williams he's now finally dropped in what is likely his best matchup maybe on the entire season so the price point finally drops we are now given this opportunity to not only single stack Herbert or double stack him like the past weeks with a, a one of those wide receivers and like a Jared Cook to punt to fit in some salary relief since Mike Williams is now like a thousand dollars less than he has been it's actually a beneficial spot to get to some double stacks here. So I really like these double stacks of the Chargers this week. And you can go right in here in the optimizer and you can just say, whenever I see Justin Herbert in here, I'm going to be running probably primarily double stacks of them. Again, it depends on the contest that you're playing in. You can run less, you can run single stacks, but give me at this point, I want to get at least two, right? Or exactly two. If you know you want to run all double stacks, give me exactly two of Keenan Allen, of Mike Williams. And that's kind of like if you're building a single entry lineup, that's the one I'm going to go with. Those two, of course, they're the main options. But I also think you you can involve Jared Cook in there and Austin Eckler is like one of the handful of running backs McCaffrey Kamara Eckler that I would actually put in groups with my quarterback so there you go we get that group in there but now you can come right on in here and you can say okay anytime I have Justin Herbert now we have to build our run back group right and may, what do you want to run back with you want to run back with two or one if we want to run it back with exactly one if you want to run it back with at least one and it can give you two run back options there but you know you're getting your run backs primarily my focus here is going to be Justin Jefferson
Jefferson. The narrative this season, the first three weeks, was like, oh my God, KJ Osborne, he's a great value. Play him in DFS, pick him up in your season long league. Then the narrative shifted for two to three weeks to Dalvin Cook's hurt. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Oh, Alexander Madison is great. And really, the narrative has not been that Justin Jefferson continues to produce very, very strong this entire season. The one time that we got to see him in prime time against the Cowboys, the whole team, including Jefferson, shit the bed. Two catches, 20 yards against the Cowboys. So this Jefferson ownership is always low on. So he's always a leverage play, and this is a good game environment for it. I think that Dalvin Cook is also a solid option. Those would be my main two runback options. Obviously, you can punt with a Tyler Conklin punting tight end, especially in a stack, is never a bad idea. He's still in the 3K range. If you want to include Adam Thielen, I think that that makes a lot of sense, and then you can leave it up to yourself if you want to include KJ Osborne as a cheap wide receiver punt. But there you go. That gives you your stacks now for that entire game. Now, if I had to choose my favorite stack, we kind of laid it out. It's going to be the double stack. Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen because it's more expensive than it ever had, or it's more affordable than it ever has been. And on the opposite side, you run it back with a Justin Jefferson. If you want to go Dalvin Cook, go for it. I'm going to choose Justin Jefferson, the quick strike, the high upside, the elite wide receiver, in my opinion, on that run back. Now, as of right now, if we're talking about props related to this game environment, I want to see what the Mike Williams yardage prop is, but I took him over 13 fantasy points on prize picks. If you want to go ahead and get that exact same bet, you can see it propping up right here. You get propping up. How about that one? You get your first bet matched for free up to $100. You get a free bet up to $100. You put 50 in, they'll give you another 50 right there based on that, based on your first bet. So check it out. Go ahead. Uh, use the code SAL there. You get that free bet up to $100. Ruskies, I will take the Mike Williams over 13 fantasy points right now. I love this matchup. This is maybe the best matchup he's had all season long. It's time for him to break out of this little slump that he's having. I also like the over receiving yards. Not as much the reception. If it's set at like four receptions, I don't want to touch that. He can get there for four receptions, 80 yards and a touchdown, right? And crush all the other spots for his receiving yards and his overall fantasy points. So we'll take that number. There's also a number of on underdog of 76 and a half and a better number that you're going to find on prize picks for Justin Jefferson's receiving yards in the low 70s. That's appealing. Personally, I haven't taken it, but leaning to take that. We'll see later in the week. Mike Williams over 13 fantasy points. Use the code SAL. Free bet. Free. F-R-E-E. Simple. Why not take advantage of it? Pricepicks.com. Put in the code SAL. There's your free bet up to $100. Check it out. So there's our top, our first two stacks so far. Now you start to get into these next couple of stacks and they're going to be a team that's coming off of a buy and then a couple of teams that we saw last week that just did not get done, like the weirdest performances you're going to find. And one of those teams is the Dallas Cowboys, a 32 team implied total, currently the highest team implied total of the week. Similar things were said last week, right? A 54 and a half game total. It looks to be a better game environment than last week's Denver who came in with like a 20 team total. Now you're getting this Atlanta team coming in with a 23 implied team total. And since their bye week, even without Calvin Ridley, they're looking very good they're finding creative ways to use Kyle Pitts to use Cordell Patterson to use Russell Gage right this is interesting this team now it's actually somewhat fun you have Matt Ryan coming off of a massive week that he had it's going to happen one to three times a year and it happened at low ownership is where you should get him last week not two weeks ago when he was higher owned right so what do you get here you get solid run back options since there's a nice team total you get the obvious options of probably in this order Amari due to price point CeeDee Lamb Dalton Schultz who continues to see targets five plus targets in every game but one so far this year and then you get Michael Gallup if he's ever going to come back I'm not putting Zeke in these snacks. I like Zeke a lot this week. Uh, look at the top values video that came out yesterday. I like him a lot this week. Liked him last week. I mean, the guy had a floor game of like 13 fantasy points last week when his team was down 30 nothing as a running back. And worst case scenario, still gets 13 fantasy points. So that says a lot about Zeke's upside and floor and everything like that. But you know your runback options as well if you're going to be going to these Dallas spots, right? The runback options on Atlanta without Cordell Patterson there, it's pretty clear and obvious Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson, right? Or without Calvin Ridley there, right? So it's going to be those two guys. If you want to put some Russell Gage in there, he saw some more usage last week. Go for 
it. I'm completely fine with that. I'm not really interested in Matt Ryan stacks personally, especially since he got there last week and is in a good game environment this week. A similar spot as a slight underdog as Russell Wilson, although I think Russell Wilson is much better and has much better pass catchers, which is why I like that spot. And also just like more beneficial pass catchers, actual wide receivers, not like an expensive tight end and an expensive, relatively expensive running back who's going to see maybe like maybe sees eight carries, maybe sees five targets, right? Like it's hard there for the volume of Cordell Patterson. He keeps getting you there, but it's not stable compared to other guys in his price range and other guys in other stacks. So let's just say, what do you want to do here with these Dallas stacks? Dak not being that mobile, I think it makes sense to go double stacks with him unless you're playing in these smaller field stuff. So if you're playing in smaller field stuff, you can just single stack him with Amari. But if you want to go double stacks, you know the groups here. It's the obvious receivers and Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. If this is the week that Gallup finally comes back, there you go with Gallup and then Dalton Schultz. That's it. I'm not including Zeke in these. And then to run it back, I think I'm going to run it back with just one. So let's just go exactly one and then you just randomize it here, right? Let's just see what the lineups go to. You go gauge, you go pits here, which is obviously a great option, but with so many cheaper tight ends, is that where you want to go? If you put him in your stack as a tight end, it obviously elevates the correlation and makes him an even better play, even though he's the most expensive tight end on the slate. And then Cordell Patterson, who is the most expensive hybrid player on the slate, right? Because he's probably like the only guy that fits that build for the most part. Although we should probably consider Christian McCaffrey that. And then in that case, he's nowhere near as good or expensive as him. And here's probably my favorite stack that worked out all the time last year, Amari and CeeDee Lamb, right? Um, and then run it back with somebody else. So in this one, it would be Amari. CeeDee Lamb, obviously Dak running back with Pitts. I think that's the highest upside stack that you're going to find. And if you wanted to play Dalton Schultz, the problem that starts to happen is if you play Amari and Dalton Schultz, which I think is a fine play, especially Dalton Schultz has shown touchdown upside, two touchdown upside in games this year. The problem is running it back. I'm not playing two tight ends with Pitts. That's where I have to run it back with Cordell Patterson. And Cordell Patterson, who's similar to more expensive than Leonard Fournette, who's in a much better situation, who sees more opportunities per game. James Robinson, much better uh, opportunities per game, seen 20 plus touches in his last four full games. That's where it starts to become a little bit difficult to swallow that pill. So I, I kind of lean to the Dak Amari Lamb or Dak plus one wide receiver, run it back with Pitts. Pitts being my main run back one, unless, unless you want to go with those full Dalton Schultz, Amari, Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb, and you run it back with Russell Gage, which is fine because you're actually getting a cheap receiver there who's seeing some volume. I think that that makes sense too. Let's actually switch it to that. Let's go Dak, Amari or CeeDee Lamb, your choice, Dalton Schultz, run it back with Russell Gage. I think that's an interesting way to get different and also save some money with a cheaper Dalton Schultz and definitely a cheaper Russell Gage in that stack. So there's our top three stacks. We have two left. The like button's going to pop up right over here somewhere. I appreciate that let's talk about the stack that we liked a lot last week my highest owned stack last week although they were 27 owned at four stacks at similar ownership uh, between them all but the buffalo bills who shit the bed who saw that cover to it like, like we were talking about and we're doing well all right 11 targets eight catches for cole beasley on the underneath steph Diggs in the slot finding some receptions as well right they were doing well and then just trouble happened you have to do well you have to put together these long drives to beat cover two like that consistently you have to run the ball they didn't do that well they don't do that well in general and then you can't make mistakes and josh allen made mistakes the offensive line was letting up sacks and then the rest is history they lose nine six pitiful Jacksonville did not allow 20 points since 2019. First time record snapped against, of all teams, the Buffalo Bills. But the Bills, it's just a one-week thing, right? I don't think that the Jets, who have a much worse secondary, and yes, even though it was Jacksonville, a much worse secondary, Jacksonville ranks around 20th, the Jets bottom three in the NFL in their secondary, and now banged up even more after last week. This is going to be a better spot for them, especially if they run the ball a little more. But a 31 implied total, 51 and a half team total. And the, the problem in a good way, like from getting away to Bill Stacks, is just so hard because they're so damn affordable. Like Cole Beasley is still $5,200. The guy's averaging 11 targets per game over the last three games he has 20 plus fantasy points in two out of his last three games and at 5200 he doesn't have to do that much to pay off Steph Diggs is still seeing the volume the air yards and just doesn't blow up for whatever reason probably because the cover two is showing up a lot more Emmanuel Sanders is a fair price point Tommy Sweeney or Dawson Knox whichever tight end is in there is a fair price point like there's not this there is a Stefan Diggs expensive player but there's so many options in this passing game and really Cole Beasley is kind of this this magic bean this key this token that unlocks everything else in these stacks so that's kind of the build here right you know your Buffalo stacks already you know your group 
groups. I think it's yet again, if people don't want to go to them as they're facing the Jets because they had a bad week last week and that keeps a bad taste in their mouth, great. I'll take the lower ownership on Josh Allen in these stacks. I'm not going to let those emotions ride into it. I'll, I'll analyze it. I'll see what happened last week and I'll say, yeah, they were doing good against cover two. They'll probably see some more cover two against a worse defense though this week. And if they can do good against it and just get these wonky Car Carson Wentz interceptions from Josh Allen, like falling backwards, just throwing and ducking it away. If Josh Allen can stop trying to extend the play and taking sacks and throw it away, right? He just had a bad game. He had a bad game. It's as simple as that. But it was pretty clear and obvious that Cole Beasley was featured there. And if Dawson Knox is out, he's going to remain featured there in the middle of the field without any concerns to his volume. So yeah, I think Cole Beasley is kind of the unlock button. So Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, that's where I'm starting these stacks. Then you decide, do you want Emmanuel Sanders or do you want Steph Diggs after that? So I think that that looks good. I think that that's pretty simple. I also, also don't think, by the way, uh, I don't think you have to run this back. Like if we're talking about runback options, the Jets have a 17 team implied total. Who do you like on the Jets? Like if Corey Davis is active, like Elijah Moore, yeah, he did good in garbage time last week. He had like a 15% target share. That's not good, right? That's not great. If Corey Davis is back, Elijah Moore is going to take a step backwards, right? So that's not good at all. I don't want to play Denzel Mims. I don't want to play Keelan Cole. I guess my only runback that I actually feel decent and not even good about, just decent about, is Jamison Crowder. Veteran middle of the field continues to get open. We don't even know who the quarterback is as of right now for the Jets this week. Is it Zach Wilson? They said he's not going to play until he's 100% healthy. What's up with Mike White? His entire hand went numb and arm went numb during that game. That's not good. If it's Josh Johnson, no thank you. So you don't have to run these back. I lean to not run back these stacks. If you wanted to run back these stacks, you just go into the big energy optimizer and you just say, okay, Josh. Down, right you can just say at most give me one right at most one which means that a lot of lineups will give you zero maybe you'll get one in there somewhat and you can just put Crowder you can put Elijah Moore in here if you wanted to put Michael Carter you can go for it I'll probably just leave it at those two guys if Corey Davis plays I would probably go Corey Davis and Crowder as the main guys on my runbacks but other than that that's about it I don't think you got to run these back now for the top stack of the week for every single week basically you're playing the Rams or you're playing the Bucks who's winning now the Bucks coming off of a bye and we'll track the news here because this is really going to have an impact on this slate. I want Antonio Brown to play because he'd be my favorite part of stacks. He's actually cheaper and he gives you a little bit of a price discount. I'd like Gronk to play because he's a little bit cheaper and he gives you a price discount and he has touchdown upside and he just gives you more variance in those stacks and lets you do some more things because primarily it's no longer $6,000 God when he's $7,100. So it makes it a little bit more difficult, right? But a 31 implied total, a 51 and a half game total matchup for both these teams that is good. The Tampa secondary still banged up. Washington secondary, their front has still been solid, but abysmal in the secondary. So on the opposite side, a decent team total, 10-point underdogs, but a 21 implied total, three touchdowns for Washington. We can do something with that. There's definitely runback options there. So the runback options that you have on the Washington football team, I, I, they're kind of obvious, kind of not. Like, I don't want Gibson. Whichever one of these tight ends starts is where I'll go. Logan Thomas, if he's activated off IR, I'll go there. If not, we go to $3,700, I believe, $3,000, somewhere in that range. Ricky Seals-Jones. Terry McLaurin, I, I like it if Ryan Fitzpatrick could take over. McLaurin, Curtis Samuel might return. Like, those guys are definitely in the groups for you in these stacks, but it's going to be just for me, the tight end. If Gronk was to play which i don't think he's going to play there's no reason for them to rush back they know they're going to be in the postseason they know they're going to try and make a run they have the team to do it yet again obviously based on last year winning at all and how good their talent is once they get healthy in their secondary and once they get healthy on offense so i don't think they have to rush back brown who's in a walking boot as of monday still but he was expected to play so we'll see what the murky reports there we're getting reports from both sides of what could happen there and then gronk who played for some whatever reason before the buy-in re-injures himself so i don't know if they're going to rush him back either so we'll see what happens with the antonio brown news but i prefer in this order antonio brown evans goblin and then gronk if he was to play like or whatever tight end starts right oj howard so though in that order those are my four favorite sacks so if there's no if there's not going to be any antonio brown well then it comes down to evans and goblin as my double stacks and i want double stacks with a non-mobile quarterback with a high team total here i prefer the double stacks and we go in here my primary interest would be to go to tom brady right and it would be to go double stacks which means exactly two so exactly two of and in this order i would prefer antonio brown and mike evans that's what i would prefer obviously if antonio brown is out well then it's going to be mike evans and goblin you could put tyler johnson in there but i don't think that that's going to help you out too much you can put oj howard whichever tight end rob gronkowski right whichever 
whatever tight end starts, you put them in there, you get your double stacks. You now run it back with, and I'm probably going to run it back with only exactly one. If you want to go to at most two, so maybe you can get two in there. Maybe you can get no run backs. And I think that's not a bad idea. So maybe at most one instead of exactly one. And the run back options for me, and this one would probably just be Terry McLaurin. It would be whichever tight end comes back. So if it is Logan Thomas, if it is Ricky Seals Jones, obviously I hope Ricky Seals Jones is the starting tight end. There's no Logan Thomas. So there's no like concerns about a split workload here for the tight ends. Cause I don't think Ricky Seals Jones just goes to a zero and Logan Thomas's first game back from injury, right? Curtis Samuel, something like that. You get at most one, which means that you can have no run backs. So in this situation at most one means, yeah, I don't need a run back or I can get one of these guys in there. And that's kind of up to you. I would say that probably my preferred option, if indeed it would be Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. And honestly, I'm fine with no run backs. If Ryan Fitzpatrick was to start this week, then I'll go with Tyree McLaurin. If we could afford it. it starts to get expensive there then. But if I had to choose a run back, it would be the starting tight end. Ideally there'll be no Logan Thomas and that guy would be Ricky Seals Jones. Now, if I'm looking for a prop in this game on underdog on underdog, similar to price picks, compare your lines, shop your lines at these different sites. Be sure to have as much opportunities and as much sites as possible. So you can shop your lines and find the better line. So right now, if you want to go over on Underdog, they have the exact same line as of this recording as what PrizePix is going to have. So on Underdog, you can check it out. I believe that they have it at a 306, 306 and a half for Tom Brady's passing yards. I think that PrizePix has the exact number as of this recording. So 306.5 passing yards. I take the over that for Tom Brady, who I have in the 320s. I'm for 323 right now. I expect that number to go up as the slate gets closer. We'll see if some more props open up on that slate. I want to see these Mike Evans numbers. I like Mike Evans a good amount this week, especially as the Chris Godwin price tag comes up, especially if Antonio Brown returns more attention goes to Brown a uh, different usage for uh, Mr. Chris Goblin and now Mike Evans stays in the same role with less attention and that's going to be very beneficial for him so there you go you can use the code Sal on either platform price picks or underdog shop your lines use the code Sal on underdog for this prop here you get a free bet up to $100 Ruski so there you go there's your top stacks of the week right now honorable mentions would be the Steelers I'm personally not getting there I think double stacking Ben with Fryermuth and Deontay Johnson makes sense running back if you want to with some of those lines main athletes but I'm personally not going to get there and then the Packers the only Packers things that I want are single stacks with Adams run it back with one of those receivers in Metcalf or Lockett. That's it. Those are honorable mentions this week. But these main five lineups that we talked about, these main five stacks right now is where I'm honing in on. We'll see in the Sunday morning Patreon podcast where that is, depending on ownership, depending on changes to projections, depending on what the optimizer is spitting out, all that stuff you can get access to down below. If you want to become one of the thousand members in the Discord, the Patreon only Discord community. Thank you to the beautiful people watching this one. I'll see you when I see you, gang. What we got coming up for you now is a Friday final thoughts, Saturday that one, dude, Sunday live stream. So I'll see you when I see you. I'll see you in the next one.